Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 502. The Starting 502 Podcast, powered by the state of Louisville. Uh, obviously, you know, a tough one. Uh, my first game as a head coach, and, uh, you know, I felt everything from shoot around earlier this afternoon um, to the pregame spill to when the ball went up to all of their runs to all of our mistakes. Uh, it was, you know, been on a, it was like a roller coaster ride, and uh, that's for me personally as a team. It was too much of a roller coaster ride on the defensive end. All right, and we are back for another edition of the Starting Five O Two Podcast. It is a late one, but we are here. My name is Presley Meyer, alongside my host Nick Connor, and for the first time in the 2021-22 season, we have a real basketball game, and boy, was it a doozy! Louisville wins, I believe it was 62 to 50. Is that correct? I'm 72 to 60. 72 to 60. I'm sorry. It is late, folks. It is 1151 here on the East Coast. Uh, but we're excited to be here. Nick Connor, how are we doing tonight? How are you feeling? You know, I, I have crossed that threshold of we're just beyond the point of no return at this point. So let's just have a good time and talk about how JJ played two minutes. <laughs> let's talk about it. I mean, that was that was kind of the subject 
uh, after last game, right, was that, was that, you know, we wanted to see J.J. Trainer play more minutes, J.J. Trainer play more minutes. I believe your username on our Zoom chat was get J.J. some minutes or something like that, like, and then he got two minutes. He got in. Uh, he had a little uh, friendly conversation with the coaching staff when he went back to the bench, and he never came back in. Um, yeah, so, I mean, immediate takeaways, um, Nick Connor, what, what, what are you thinking? Uh, immediate takeaways, maybe one, one or two big things. I think, first of all, Southern is a lot better than we, we originally thought. So this is a team Absolutely. that had a shortened COVID year. Um, going back two years ago, like everybody else did. But of course, there was, was not a, a power conference, so that affected them a little differently. Um, if you go back three years, they were a tournament team in the first four. Well-respected coach, Sean Woods, Kentucky alum. They've got dudes. I mean, I, I don't think we thought they had dudes or, or enough dudes, but they definitely, I mean, they made West Georgia and uh, Kentucky State look very unathletic, we'll say that, in comparison to the exhibition games. Mm -hmm. So that was my first takeaway is they had some dudes. They specifically got in the lane a lot tonight. Um, the, the defense, which, um, as everyone noted, uh, was not where it needed to be tonight. Uh, there were just so many times when they got anywhere they wanted to be off the bounce. Um, mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that the major takeaway is, is – We've got the dudes on our on our own team, but we it didn't look like what we thought it would look like tonight. It was sloppy. Uh, Matt Cross uh, dislocated his finger, came right back in after halftime. That was quite a moment for the whole world to see. He mm -hmm. is an he is a he's a grown man. I mean, that man dislocated his finger, probably the most severe I've ever seen, and just walked to the bench like nothing had happened. He he definitely has had that happen before. There's no way that, that was the first time. He's and the like, best part was again. the best part, at least on the broadcast, I don't know about in the um, was that you could hear the audible like reaction of the crowd as they started to see it. And then finally, one oh, of our, yeah. I don't think assistant, but one of our player personnel guys comes out and finally just throws it like hands him a towel. Like, dude, cover this up. Like <laughs> we can't be showing people <laughs> yeah. this, but, but there was just a lot going on here. Of course, we all had the fun. We all had fun on Twitter talking about, where are you watching it? Are you legally streaming it? Cause it's on RSN, all these things. But right. my main takeaway was the defense wasn't good enough and the bigs weren't good enough. We had some really good guard play and outside of Matt cross at the three, we really did not have anybody play well down low. And I think that was my biggest takeaway. Yeah, I think you're definitely right. And I think that, you know, one of the main focuses going into the the last exhibition of the season, in my opinion, uh, you know, from us as a, of, as a fan base and kind of what the coaching staff implemented, it looked like there was definitely more of an em emphasis on driving from the wing, uh, from the threes and fours, and even from the fives, you know, getting in the lane a little bit more. And it was very apparent that Southern, made it their mission to not allow Louisville to get into the lane. They're going to make them beat them from deep. And you saw that Louisville took essentially 50% of their shots from deep. Uh, anytime they make a team do that, especially in, on the first half of the season, when you're, you're not really getting into a rhythm, you're not really into an established lineup. Uh, I think that's a win. I think Southern knew what they were doing. I do have a bit of a, a rundown from each player. As always, I just try to jot down a few notes. So let's do this rapid fire. Less than 30 seconds. Here we go. Jared West, Noah Locke, the two best guards right now, and their hustle turned the game. Matt Cross, tougher than a roofer in Albuquerque in July. 
Malik Williams going to be massive this year. L. Ellis, 2011 Russ Smith, is jealous of his playing time, but he will be a major spark, underrated as a passer. Sidney Curry is this year's car leak. I'll explain. Sam Williamson continues to get better at the little things. 14 and 14, that's an excellent game, in my opinion. Dre Davis, where was he? What about Dre? Still impressed from his frame, though. Mason Faulkner need more assertiveness. You can, you can tell that he is ready to explode. J.J. Trainer, nothing has changed. Jalen Weathers, foul trouble, have to have him clearly the best player on the floor. Uh, little side notes, Claire Aubrey, good Lord, was that ugly. Southern was picked fifth in the preseason in the SWAC, but the one person who gave them the first place preseason vote probably was more right than everybody else was wrong. Um, so that's my takeaways from, from the game. You know, we don't have to get into the officiating because it's the first game of the season and you're playing Southern regardless of not having a coach, regardless of, of Southern reloading or what, whatever that was, Southern being able to match them with their athletes, Southern being more motivated. You got to win that game by 20 plus. And Southern was kind of in that game for un an uncomfortably long amount of time. That being said, the officiating was horrifying tonight. There were multiple instances where Southern players literally had two, two feet out of bounds and caught the ball out of bounds and were allowed to play on. There are other instances where Louisville was called for a charge without even initiating contact. There are other instances where Louisville was called for a defensive block when their feet was, were outside the circle and then even touched the defender and they're moving away from the defender so or the offensive player. So, uh, you know, um, Claire Aubrey was the first women's official to ever officiate a Louisville, women's, or Louisville men's basketball game, uh, according to the stat heads out there. Uh, more than an, enough props cannot be given to her. Um, she has been a G League official for a long time, NBA official, uh, officiating a college basketball game tonight. Didn't do the best job. As, as a whole, the officiating crew sucked. It was terrible. It was not fun to watch. It kind of ruined Louisville's ultimate goal in, in pushing the tempo. Southern was able to draw way more fouls than they should be allowed to. Um, that's the last thing I'll say on that overall, a bit disappointed with the performance. It is what it is. No, Chris Mack, you had your best player in foul trouble. Uh, the, the bigs were not assertive enough. Matt cross was injured. Uh, JJ Trainer didn't get enough time. Uh, that is that, um, player of the game real fast for you. Anybody stick out as the player of the game for you. Matt Cross is the easy answer, but I really liked what Sam did. Really, really liked that he was aggressive. I think he did put his elbows in the rim one time tonight. That was off, off of a really good dish from Ellis, I believe, unless I'm drawing a blank. But what I really liked about Sam's game is he only took um, a couple looks where you said, that's not Sam's look. You know, like that's not mm -hmm. Sam's spot. He took two threes. He hit one of them. Multiple times he caught the ball, not on balance pump fake or quick jab step got to a better spot and anything inside 18 feet for Sam is money. And multiple times he even looks like he's in my opinion, more off balance when he gets off the dribble, but he knocks down the shot. What He's got a little bit of a lower flight on his, a little lower arc on his shot as well. Just seems to work when he gets off the bounce. Really liked what he did there. And I mean, he was the first guy off the bench. I think that said a lot tonight too. Um, there was talk on the broadcast and I'm sure there was talk among press row about Sydney starting over Malik. They said on the broadcast that was from practice. That was actually from Mac last night. That was the last thing he said to Pegues was Malik's not starting tomorrow. Um, and, and I didn't, I didn't particularly like a whole lot of either one of them, to be honest with you, but 
Sam coming off the bench said a lot to me. And I think he is going to be a key glue guy this year. He is going to have to be a guy that plays well in spots. And I think we're going to have games where he goes off, like you said, in 27 minutes, 14 and 14. I don't care again. I don't care who the opponent is. 14 and 14 is going to get it done. Um, we only had two, we only had one guy play 30 minutes tonight. It's Jared West. That was that big thing I was looking for. We've talked about that several times. We had two, three guys last year playing 30 minutes. Plus, I mean, we had Carly playing 36 a night, David Johnson playing 32 a night. So very encouraged to see the amount of guys that played. Um, but definitely, definitely Sam Williamson stood out the most to me. Me too. And, and, and my thoughts about Sam is just that, you know, if, if he's going to come off the bench and have this kind of performance, I'm totally fine with Dre, Dre Davis started, starting. As I mentioned with my player comments, Dre Davis, he needs some work. Uh, I, I'm in, I was impressed with Dre Davis, Dre Davis's improvements in the offseason. He's a guy who takes the game seriously. He has that old school mentality. He's a worker. He completely read his frame in the offseason. He got some lift on his shot. He essentially looks like a different player this season, but he did nothing memorable until the last three minutes of the game. Um, I'm still fine with that because we got that performance from Samuel Williamson, but at the same time, I don't want to the team to come to expect that kind of performance night in and night out. Um, so yes, Samuel Williamson is probably my player of the game. I would say that, that Noah Locke would be, you know, if Sam Williamson is one, a Noah Locke is one B. Uh, I thought that, no, I think that, that what they can provide from, you know, it looked like Southern really tried to take away everything in the low post. They tried to, to uh, essentially prevent Louisville from getting within 10 feet, eight feet of the basket. And those are the two guys that were able to kind of facilitate and, and make some of the tougher shots from the mid range. Uh, so that was really impressive to me. Uh, Southern obviously made Louisville play their game. They kind of dictated the pace, not what you want to see when you come out the gate in the Ross McMaines era, uh, trying to up the pace, uh, get a play with the quicker tempo, play with the helter skelter style of play. Last time I checked, there was you know, Louisville committed 19 turnovers and they weren't even playing at the, the pace that we saw them in, in the exhibitions, not even close. Uh, so that, that was definitely the biggest red flag for me on the night. Uh, defensive player of the game for me, uh, gotta be Jared West. Uh, Somebody's going to have to really come out of the woodwork and, and really in, in improve themselves on the defense side of the ball to knock Jared West off that platform. Do you have any any thoughts on the defensive player of the game? It was Jared West. I mean, there was there was a, a good moment there late where Dre got a really good dig and turned into some good transition. Um, yeah. L had a couple good moments as well. But, I mean, overall, we did not defend the basketball well. Um, yeah. We were on the glass pretty well. But, I mean, as Coach Piggy said immediately in his presser after the game, you know, I made a lot of mistakes tonight. It was a roller coaster, but our defense was just horrendous. And he said, yeah. I went in there and I told the guys, we play defense like that. We're going to lose it. Basically everybody on our schedule. Um, yeah. and, and that starts with Furman on Friday. Furman who scored 118 tonight. <laughs> I, they played North Greenville. I don't know the quality of North Greenville, but that, that concerns me. I'm not going to lie. We couldn't, we couldn't defend anybody I mean, yeah. off the bounce tonight. And we were playing a team and on two days rest that 
scored 118. So I, I think that the big takeaway is one, we saw a lot of the flaws that we did not see in the exhibitions. So I guess that's good to get that out now. Two, we got it out in a win. So we can always, I'd rather learn by a win. And three, it was an interesting day in college basketball. If you look around, other than the like Kansas and the Michigan State game and the Duke Kentucky game, a lot of people had what what you know John Rothstein would call a buy game, and a lot of people lost them today. Virginia loses to Navy, which the cards see next week. We'll get there. Um, you have Georgia Tech go down. You have Pitt get run by the Citadel. I mean, just you got Ohio State pushed and barely got out on their home floor to Akron. I mean, it was a very wishy-washy basketball day. I mean, it was day one, right? And it almost reminded me of college football this year where there's going to be maybe a couple good teams then everybody else is just kind of somewhere in the pack. Like yeah. where we may never get eight elite teams this year. We may just have two or three. Um, and I, I'm really glad that we're, we weren't in one of those tonight, to be quite frank. Like, I'm glad yeah. we were not playing in Madison Square Garden against any of the four teams that were. Because um, I think we probably would have got run tonight as well. But you, you take, you take, you know, you take the good and the bad. There was some good there. Um, effort, I think, was the big thing. That's what Coach Pegues said it as well in the presser. Just we didn't play hard enough. And, and I did. I don't know if we didn't expect the tempo, going back to what you said, I don't know if we didn't expect Southern to play at that tempo. As I remember Southern basketball in the past years, that's what I ex- remember it as getting up and down the floor. But like you said, they were all about the tempo. They had no problem with playing fast. I mean, they were yep. beating us down the floor on both sides. Um, and really what I thought was troubling to me was we talked a lot about not running a whole lot of sets offensively. And in that first half, we, I mean, we didn't run anything. And so when the early offense wasn't there, it was four high one in, you know, or one low stand around, throw the ball. I mean, it looked like last year, like it it looked like Carly out there dribbling until he, you know, gets a step back three. And there were a couple of times where we had a Noah lock possession. We had a Jared West possession where that's what we did. We just kind of let the clock roll down and took a really contested shot. Um, and so my, my question is one, is that offense been fully put in? Cause I know there was conversation about what hadn't been put in, what hadn't been, or what had been with, with Mac and two, do we know what to do in that situation? Cause surely we, we should, we should have the pieces in place to attack when early offense is not there. But when we got back to playing defense, all of a sudden we were getting early offense. It's almost like it goes together. So when the effort right. turned up on the defensive end, all of a sudden we were getting out in transition. All of a sudden, we were getting in the paint and being able to kick out, work outside in, and do those things that that we do, which is which is shoot the basketball well. We did we did shoot the basketball well. Um, nineteen turnovers is going to win the day. I mean, anytime we turn the ball over nineteen times, and we play anybody in the conference, we probably lose. I mean, as we've looked at the non-con schedule, probably other than this game, we probably are losing or right there. We turn the ball over that many times. Um, I know one of our uh, Twitter followers hit us with why can't they cover or why can't the over hit against a team like Southern? It's very simple. We didn't play well, you know, and yeah. so get it out now. Um, but I think my brain is over overloaded with all the different things I saw. Um, but, I, but I think that the main takeaway is they won the basketball game. They scored 72 points. They only allowed 60. So if we want to say that was somewhat good defense, we, whatever it wasn't, but, you know, let's let's get turn the page and get ready for Furman. But if anything, 
you got the wake up call and you didn't lose. Yeah. And another thing too, uh, not the best performance from the free throw line. Again, we saw the team as a whole struggle from the free throw line. Uh, I don't have the stats readily available in front of me, but I believe it was 11 for 19 from the line. Uh, could be misremembering that, but as a whole, you know, if, if I had to rate the team's effort as far as, you know, it's, it's obviously odd going out there and, and having had your head coach for the entire season, all of a sudden just not having him. Even if you're prepared for that, it was clear from the jump that there was just a little bit of lack, not a lack of motivation, but just a lack of, of unfamiliar, unfamiliarity. Um, and I, I think that's, you know, I think it's a problem if it's not an issue, right? It's, an, it's a problem if it's not an issue when you're, when you're head coach who's supposed to be one of the better um, at this level um, is, is not able to, you know, you're not able to adjust with, without him. It's a problem if, if you're not able to do that, right? Um, the other observation is, is, is simply that it just felt like Southern came out with a mentality that this was their... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Chance to prove themselves. It was their chance to, to steal one. It was, you know, they came out the gates hot, like, and, and, and from, from the jump, they were giving a, a maximum effort and they did the entire game and they forced, they forced the officials to call some un, uncomfortable foul calls. Um, they made, they made open shots when they were given open looks. Uh, they had no problem forcing the tempo as you indicated. Uh, I was disappointed in Louisville's ability to push the ball. You know, when you play 12 guys, solid minutes, well, I guess 10 guys, solid minutes, really. Um, but when you go 12, 13 deep and, you know, you, you're not able to push the tempo uh, even remotely close to, to how you want to, I think that's a major issue. Uh, I think when you're going going up against a Furman team who just, as you just said, put up 118 points, I mean, that's going to be a, a major issue. For, for, for Louisville. So I'm, on, on one hand, I'm excited that, that they're being pushed now. I would rather them be pushed now than just walk over four teams and then go in to play Mississippi State, right? Like, I, I think that's – I think it's more important that, that all of their competition come out and truly push them. Um, I, you know, it's not it's – not, it's fun watching them beat teams in exhibition games by 60 – at the same time, when they didn't, when they don't have dudes that can match up with them, and then all of a sudden they go in to play a, a power five team who's in the top twenty-five, uh, that's you're in for a major wake-up call. So, I am pleased that Louisville is being pushed in that in that manner. But with all that being said, Furman's going to be a problem. Navy just beat Virginia, who we're all terrified of around here. Navy beat Virginia, I believe, by eight tonight. <laughs> I mean, they're coming to the KFC Yum Center in a week. Um, so, you know, this, as we indicated in the last podcast, um, 
this non-conference schedule isn't like a doozy by any means, but <laughs> without your head coach, it's certainly a challenge. Uh, there's certain, there's certainly a lot of challenges if you don't bring it every night. And, and, and Louisville saw against perhaps the easiest game on their schedule. Um, you know, it, I hope it serves as a wake-up call. And um, I, I hope that, you know, you didn't see the best Jalen Weathers tonight. You probably saw the worst Jalen Weathers we've ever seen tonight. Uh, so that's that's an issue in and of itself. And you saw a little put in in, in uncomfortable situation. So I'm excited to see how they respond. Uh, any any last comments or thoughts before we before we take this thing away? Yeah, um, some scary things from the Furman box score, folks. Uh, you might want to you might want to sit down for this one. The hide your um, kids. <laughs> So Furman, Furman, as we said, won 100 or scored 118 tonight. They shot 22 of 44 from three point range. Woo. They had seven dudes hit at least two threes tonight, with several hitting more than four. So, <laughs> Oof. just letting you know right now, they also have a guy that has the same last name as Pagese, spelled exactly the way, same way. He scored 10 tonight. So, I'm I'm worried. Anyways, all that to say. Like you talked about, right? The competition gets stiff immediately. I think like we've talked about, I think there's going to be um, more parity this year in the sport in general. It looks like the conference might even be that way. We got to bring it. We got to bring it on Friday. Um, Card Nation needs to bring it. We got to get way more butts and seats on Friday. Hopefully that earlier tip will help that. And Friday should help that as well. But I would assume that that we will see some some fermentate very, very quickly in the morning. And I hope we understand like, yes, they played little sisters of the poor, but also like any team that hits 22 of 44 from three and, and shoots 44 and has the green light is dangerous, right? It's college basketball. At the end of the day, you can run into a team that has a whole lot less talent, but who can shoot the heck out of the basketball and be in trouble. So uh, we need some improvement immediately. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see, to see what we get there. Uh, let's, let's take one more question here from other co-boss man himself. He said, thoughts on Jacob Lane, thoughts on all the newcomers. Who are you most impressed with of the eight? Who are you least impressed with? Go for it. Who most impressed. I'd say I'm most impressed with Matt Cross tonight. Overall, I think I tweeted out, you know, something silly like, you know, we're three minutes in and I trust Jared West with my life. I truly believe that in my heart. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think Jared West will ever be Carly Jones. To ask anyone to replace Carly Jones would be like asking someone to, you know, replace like one of your own family members. Like, it's just not doable to me. Um, but, <laughs> but, but Jared West um, you know, he, he feels like home to me. He feels like he just fits in perfect in Louisville. Um, I'm excited to have him a part of coordination, but tonight Matt Cross brought it. Uh, when I saw Matt Cross's finger from about 75 feet away, um, I was disgusted. I was appalled. It was abhorrent. I was concerned. I, uh, I spent the majority of halftime, uh, sharing a beer with Jacob Lane, the asker of said question. And we both discussed the fact that he might be out for five to six weeks. And then we walked back uh, from getting a beer to get to our seats. And here comes Matt Cross, the toughest MFer um, on this side of the Mississippi. 
Um, so I am, I am hyped for Matt Cross mania. Um, Matt Cross tonight was, was it for me. He clearly could not shoot the ball. Uh, we saw the one time he tried to shoot was not pretty. I think he was one for two from the free throw line when he came back in. Uh, he took some hard falls after he dislocated slash broke his finger. I mean, hell, they might do some x-rays and find out that he's out after this game. But Matt Cross freaking just – he freaking South Park style stuck his nuts in a wheelbarrow. He got back out there. He led his team fearlessly. Um, I was excited about, about Matt Cross tonight. Do you have someone in mind uh, that, that you might want to speak about? Oh, I was just thinking about Grayson Allen the entire time we're talking about Matt Cross. I'm sorry. That's just where my mind goes. And <laughs> he has he has I, a lot of Grayson Allen in him. As you, you know said, what? as you said, yeah. sorry, mom, but I'm glad that we have this MF on our team finally. Like we finally yeah. have one of those. Like, dude almost got a tech in an exhibition game. Like, yeah. come on. I'm fired up about it. But I th- I think for me, most disappointing was Mason. And I don't know if it was because we just didn't see him enough. Um I mean, he played 10 minutes tonight, and we'd been told yesterday he was full go um, and, and Max final presser. I don't know if that was blowing smoke. I don't know if that was just saying things. But we, I mean, we've been hearing so many mixed things. Like, you know, we had J- Jeff Goodman on a few weeks ago. We talked about Faulkner being the most impressive player. Again, that was one day of practice. I understand that. But like, I felt like I saw it there for a couple possessions. He had one really good take to the rack, but I- I'm still waiting to see that. Um, I, and I really, really, really liked West and Ellis together. And I don't expect to see that a ton this year because I, I think Noah Locke's going to play 30 minutes a game. But I really like the versatility of that. Now, when we play a team like Duke or Kentucky, I don't know that we can afford to have those two out there together. And, and that's just yeah. and just yeah. from a size point of view. Um, but And just to point out, just to wrap us up here, Presley, Duke did defeat Kentucky 79-71, covered the spread. So. Oof. That's covered. Mm. Mm. So I know some people that'll be disappointed about some, that. Some impressive. It might be a long yeah. work day for me tomorrow. Um, it, it, I, I will say on the Mason Faulkner thing. Look, I don't think that I have seen with my eyes Mason Faulkner at a hundred percent, including tonight. The other thing about Mason Faulkner that has kind of surprised me, he is very similar in size to Jared West. Like, yeah, I think that. When you look at his tape, when you look at his stats, I think he plays above what his size is, just like Jared West does. Uh, I think that L. Ellis plays bigger than his size. With that being said, um, I, I felt like I felt I felt like this was not. I, I just feel like he's not back at hundred percent. I just you can just tell there's still just something a little bit off about about Mason Wagner. Um, so I'm not concerned about that because I feel like West and Locke have been the guys and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the other two kind of playing catch up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I, I am, a, I'm, I'm not concerned. Um, but I, I am definitely hoping to see more, um, from, from Mason Faulkner for sure. As far as going forward, <laughs> You know, we got we got Furman in, in essentially 72 hours. And Louisville's gonna have to bring it more than it did tonight. You know, if we're if we're if we're rating them on an effort scale, you know, I think four sounds over dramatic a little bit. 
but it felt like a four tonight because we have seen them push the pace already. We've seen them get up and down the floor. And when push came to shove, uh, when, when it was time for them to truly be under the bright lights, it felt like the team was not playing at the pace at which the coaches want them to play. Uh, I think there wasn't a defensive urgency. I felt like after rebounds, the offense didn't try to get the ball up the floor enough. We saw it at times. I think we saw, we honestly saw the bigs try to bring the, the ball up the floor quicker than Jared West did. Um, so that was a bit of a concern for me. And then once they did that, there was confusion because they had been practicing and playing at this helter-skelter style almost. And all of a sudden, they kind of don't. And then it's like, what are we doing? Like, normally we just get up and down the floor, spread the ball around, uh, you know, spacing, spacing, spacing. And Southern was stopping the ball. Louisville was stopping the ball without even, you know, giving, giving a lot of effort. They were turning it over in half court. They weren't running half court sets. It was getting ugly. It was, there was a lot of disappointment tonight. Uh, but I think a lot of that just goes back to simply to the effort. And I'm hoping that when the coaching staff addresses that, when Mike McGee sits down uh, with the staff, I'm hoping that there is some serious, there are some serious discussions about getting back to what they've been working on over the last few months. Uh, that that's my hope. Um, and if seeing how Furman performed tonight, um, you know, Louisville getting a, a double-digit victory on Friday night, I think would be a huge step forward. Um, so that that's kind of my takeaway going into the uh, into the Furman game. Uh, but for now, it is 12:21 a.m. on the East Coast. Your boys are going to be up here in a few hours, molding mines, traveling the country, selling AV equipment, all kinds of exciting things. Until next time, Nick Connor, I'm so excited to see you at a normal time of night on Friday night. Uh, but until then, we'll sign off. Thanks for tuning in to this to the Starting 502 podcast. Go Cards, beat Furman. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.